This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. I approve. Wunderbar. AG, that's the same music he plays every week. You know that, right? It is. Is it? It is. You, you play the you same liked, one? You said you liked it about six weeks ago, and I've played the same one every week. Awesome. So, and I think the more I hear it, the more I like it. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Welcome to Recovery Revolution Live. Today's date is Thursday, October 13th. Your local time is 6 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. 8 10 Eastern Standard Time. That's also 7 10 Central Standard yeah, Time. Yeah, Central is 7 10. Good try, though. A for effort. Hey, I've been in the sun all day. What, uh, what time zone <laughs> are you in now, JR? I'm in San Jose, Costa Rica, coming to you live. Yeah, but what, what time zone are you in? He doesn't know. I'm in San Jose, Costa Rica, <laughs> coming at you live. <laughs> he knows what time it is. Hey, last week, I didn't want to admit it, but I had the time zone screwed up. <laughs> it's common. I, I mess up time zones all the time, man. I can't say much. <clears throat> Welcome, Steve. Yes, welcome, Hey, thank Steve. you. Yeah, we got a special guest, everyone. Good to be here. Sorry, I was too busy looking up what time zone Costa Rica was. <laughs> GMT. GMT. That's what I said. What is that? What does that stand for? So mountain time, probably, right? I thought mountain... Uh, I don't know. Never well, mind. Isn't, power, isn't right? it that chemical that your brain produces when you die? No, that's, no, that's DMT. DMT. Yeah. <laughs> I was just messing around. I knew that. Because well, <laughs> I'm a G, and I'm in the mountain time zone. GMT. Man, you are a straight G. <laughs> it's good oh, to see geez. everybody. And Steve, what's going on, brother? How you doing, How are you? man? I'm good, doing man. Well. I'm doing well. Where are you coming to us from? Massachusetts, south of Boston. South of Boston. You, I don't hear that Boston accent, man. No, I'm from Connecticut, but I've okay. been up here about seven, six, seven years. So just just a hop, skip, and a jump from where I grew up. A couple hours. Don't tell me you're you're a Red Sox fan. I am. Oh, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> Red Sox, Bruins. <laughs> Um, Celtics and the Rams, but not the Patriots. Not the Patriots. Good. Okay. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, Brett, we got to do a better job of screening. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gathering that. Uh, you see my shirt? Buffalo we would have had a problem if you're a Patriots fan. Cowboys. They're going. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. The Bills? Yeah, I think they're yeah. finally going to win it. Yeah. Oh, time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't they win a bunch with Jim Kelly? Lost four, four in a row. <laughs> the nineties. Hey, yeah. hey, they were beating the Cowboys at the half that one year. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if you're winning at the half if you lose the game. 
I thought they went in, went into halftime like we won. Right. If we got the third and fourth quarters, <laughs> they lost four times in a row. I still hey, think they've only taken place. They, they, they were second place. That's something they can console themselves with. Who cares? The only <laughs> reason that people remember that they didn't win that Super Bowl is because they lost four in a row. So they came in second place four times in a row. Otherwise, you'd never know. Hey, there, there's like, uh, you know, 20-something other teams that would kill to be in that position. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's 32 teams, right? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. So, if 20 teams sports ball, there's still a decent amount that would not. All I know is my Rams are not going to repeat. I I know that. A little disappointing, but whatever. Last year's magic carpet show was nice. So that was yeah, yeah. They were surprised. We we need the people in the comments to uh, to help us out with some of this stuff, like how many teams there are time zones, all that kind of stuff. We need we need some interaction and some help, clearly. <laughs> we want to hear about your day. Tell us something. Make a comment. <laughs> well, in the meantime, Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, why you wanted to come on a recovery podcast? And Cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I originally reached out to Brett. I, I saw the podcast. And um, I'm an addict. I'm in recovery. I'm an alcoholic. I'm in recovery. Um, I've been clean since December 3rd, 2016. Clean and sober. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm coming up on uh, six years, actually, next month or two months from now. And uh, it's been a long, <laughs> a long process getting here. It took me... Uh, Jeez. Took me most of my life to get six years. In other words, I bounced in and out, in and out for a long time when I uh, first got intru- introduced to recovery. I didn't, I wasn't a one hit wonder, you know, I didn't get it the first time. And, uh, but I'm just grateful I did. And, and my life is, is really good and simple and, and, uh, predictable and consistent. And it's just, uh, I'm just really grateful, man, because I look back and the way things were and, you know, that saying, I'm a miracle. And uh, it's true. It's true. Because I know a lot of people that, and as I'm sure you do too, that aren't here. And we are. And why? You know, I don't know. I'm just grateful that, you know, I, I, I'm here just for today. I'm clean and sober and... Uh, so I have a question and, oh, for you then. You, you sure. just left your wide open. Um, so you said you were in and out a lot. Yeah. Do you feel like each time you came back in, you gained something that helped you get to the six-year point now? Nah, I mean, it was uh, demoralizing because I knew that this recovery thing worked. Because I saw the evidence, you know, I saw it in people that were like me that struggled and, and now had multiple years clean. And I, there were times I felt like, okay, that, that worked for them, good for them. 
but it, this ain't going to work for me. And I, and I, there were times I was ready to say, you know, I'm not going to make it, you know, I'm not going to be one of the whatever percentage is it's not, most of us stay using, most of us stay active, right? Like we're the exception to the rule. So I just, in my head justified relapsing by like, okay, well I'm in the majority. I'm not in the minority. And I had people in my life that my phone never stopped ringing. I always got texts and Hey, we're here when you're ready. Come on back. You know, this thing works. And I knew it worked. And uh, I would come back. I, you know, I, I'd go on a run and then I would drag myself back. And I was welcome back. You know, the, the fellowships, both fellowships were, were really good to me. And uh, I appreciated that. But as far as learning something, as far as learning from like my relapses, I mean, you know, the typical, it ain't getting any better out there. Well, <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you. And I don't want to tell you you're wrong. But every time you came back in, it sounds like you got some hope that recovery was possible because you said you saw that it worked. It just wasn't working for you. You got so obviously. You got a point there. I came back because I knew it worked. Like if I didn't think it worked, I wouldn't have came back. And I came back because I knew it was possible. And I just kept getting in my own way. You know, I didn't take the suggestions. I took a few of them, but I wouldn't take that one. You know, I would take these, but I wouldn't take those. And it's an all in thing for me. You know, it's a, it's an all in or nothing. So until I uh, stopped doing that and, and, and I, took all the suggestions. And I only say that just because, you know, if someone's in active addiction listening or, or they're like struggling and they don't know if they can make it, you know, like you get something, even if you don't feel like it in the moment, or even if you don't realize later that you got something like, each. I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yes. So by going to meetings, you know, I got introduced to the rooms and recovery in 2003. And um, when I was first there, I heard things that were profound and they really, I identified with them like, wow, yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, wow, that makes sense to me. And I was watching people and I was, I was soaking it in. I was observing and listening. And, and I would go to meetings in other states. You know, I've been to rehab in several different <clears throat> parts of the country. And they had this one thing in, that was consistent among all these people that were staying clean and sober. I mean, they, they went to meetings. They hung out with other clean and sober people. They had a sponsor. They worked the steps. Like, and they didn't pick up no matter what. So, like, those five core things were amongst all these people that I met. And I'm like, this is no coincidence. So I knew it was possible. I knew it was possible. And you're right. That hope kept me coming back because I knew the answers were in those rooms. And I would go out and I would run and I would beat myself up. And then I would drag myself. I would either go to treatment or I'd drag myself back to the rooms and pick up another white chip, another white key tag and, uh, and try it again. And I'm telling you, when I picked up a thousand white key tags, that's not an understatement. Because from 2003, when I first got introduced, hmm. until 2016, I was in and out. So that's, uh, what, 13 years? And, you know, there were months. And, you know, I could never hit that magic year mark. But, and I did a lot of sober houses. And I met a lot of people in recovery. And uh, I met a lot of really, really good people. Like, really good people that are, I'm still friends with, that I still talk to, you know, from 
different parts of the country and uh they inspired me like the the people that came my predecessors they inspired me and um i owe a debt of gratitude for their patience and their willingness to hey you know pick me up verbally like they lifted my spirits if i can do it you can do it let's go we're going to a meeting you know they push me and it was only when i would veer off on my own <clears throat> and get away from these people that i would mess up and relapse but when i was with them i stayed clean when i stuck in the middle like they say in the middle of the herd yep. i did pretty well it was only when i would uh veer off and go do things my way you know like i said i'll take that suggestion but no i still want to go to that place or i want to go see that person or you know no you shouldn't do that it's not a good idea people places things yeah well i can do it and uh, i just kept proving myself <laughs> wrong i just kept proving myself wrong man and uh i'm just grateful for those those people in my life that i met because they really they inspired me you know they motivated me they uh they were powers of example and they still are today I, I commend I, you on your courage, man, to, to pick up, uh, to, to keep coming back to the rooms, man, because, I mean, a lot of us, uh, we don't get it the first couple of times that we try. You know, we don't really know what recovery can do for us because, you know, we, we're so used to living in addiction where, you know, it's like instant gratification, do this, 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 damn the consequences of whatever we do. Recovery actually takes work and it's long-term gratification because, you yeah. know, we don't see the results instantaneous. I mean, is anybody here? Well, AG probably is a white chip wonder. <laughs> Not me. No? Yeah, I had four or five. Dude, I had a ton. I yeah. had a ton. Yeah. Yep, I got a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, but the, like Steve here, I'm, I'm just that way. You know, I always learn things the hard way and I had, I had every reservation and I thought I was smarter, better, faster, stronger, and I wasn't going to get, uh, you know, tripped up in the same places that other people did. And, uh, you know, I kept, I kept trying my own thing until I exhausted every possibility and, you know, eventually I had that gift of desperation, man, and I was willing to let go of all my reservations and just do what they fucking told me to do. <laughs> yeah. You know? Teachable. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get uh, my ego needed to be smashed into a million pieces. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I had to be smacked down. Yeah, big time. I mean, that easier, softer way, the nah. It right. it doesn't work. I've tried every which way to get around it, but in the end, I'm like, yeah, have I failed 10,000 times where I found 10,000 ways that didn't work? And I was like, it's time for me to humble myself and take this serious because my life hangs in the balance. I mean, right. I was I was facing multiple years in prison mm -hmm. before I finally admitted I had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're fortunate. Mm. Amen, bro. Amen. And, and sometimes I try not to go there too far, but like, why me and why not them? Like, I know a lot of good guys that, you know, I'm certainly no better than these guys and they're dead and they didn't do anything I didn't do. They just happened to die from it. And, yeah. uh, 
it's like you can't really stay in that. But I, somebody said to me, they explained it to me really well. They said, well, that comes with a price tag and, and or, or, or that comes with a responsibility. So you made it. So now it's your responsibility to share this message and to keep showing up and to, and to keep showing up to these meetings and, and help the newcomer. And so that's why you made it, you know, maybe it sounds, you know, makes sense to me. Like that's my responsibility. And I feel like that's all our responsibilities that are in recovery because we, yeah, well. be, yeah be, like, despite our best efforts, we're still here. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I got a. I was looking for my statistic because you know me and data, and so yeah. mm-hmm. addiction. Um, most people, it's four to five years before mm. they even are help seeking. Then it's an eight-year cycle before they reach full sustained remission. Um. And then another five years on the continuum of care to continue that. So once you've hit five years in sustained recovery, then you're equally likely um, to suffer from the recurrence as somebody that's never had an addiction before. So, you know, five years is the magic number. So congratulations. You've made it six. You're um, almost two more months. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no fronts, sure. Ashley. No yeah. fronts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had here. Recoveries um, here's, the, daily. The, the, here's the big one. 60 to 75% of in, individuals with substance use disorder will achieve full sustained remission. Nice. Mm. There it and is. It's, the average is like five times of trying, but that's because some people it takes 25 and some people three so the average is in the middle but um i mean the odds are better than what we're sold they are okay yeah yeah not that i'm saying we're not miracles i'm not saying that i'm just saying like if you don't think like if you think we're miracles and you can't do it but like you can right right there's a a common formula for success right i mean it's pretty it's not, it's not hard. Like I heard someone say, uh, it's a simple program. Uh, Einstein won't get it, but Bozo will. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I, that made a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. I mean, back. Follow, follow directions. Right. I mean, do what this guy did. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he's not Superman. He was caught out just like, you know, I was, and he did it. And so did he, and so did he, and so did he. And guess what? They're doing a lot of the same stuff. Like that's a, that's a simple. You know, I had to break it down to that simplicity. Like, yeah, just you know, follow directions, Steve. Follow suggestions, Steve. Well, it's like I always say: the most important thing I learned in recovery is that I don't know shit. You know what I mean? I need direction. I need guidance. Yes. Yes. You know? Our heads are out to kill us. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Let's give a big shout out to Billy Christian. Yes, sir. And, and his and his crew from Strong Island, New York. Strong, Strong Island. Island. Is it cold in New York? Oh, I bet it is. You want to know the temperature here? 
No, it was 80 at 7.30. So 78, 79, we're going to guess. Oh, it's 80 at 828. 80 degrees. Nice. How cold is it? Uh, My my phone is over there somewhere, so I don't care. But, yeah, it's probably, like, in the 40s. Your phone is over there, and you're not on it chatting. I think this is the first time ever. Well, A, I'm usually in the comments, but B, I bought a new phone today. So right now, it's like transferring data and stuff, and that's going to take forever. So it's just over there. Yeah. Billy said it's freezing. Yeah. It's like in the 40s right now. That's cold. It is kind of. Yeah. That's like December, January for here. Yeah, true. On a cold I'm day, ne- not the typical. I've, ne- I've never been to Florida, so I don't know. No? I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> you should come down in November. That would be sweet. They're having a, they're ha- in Miami, they're having a recovery football game at Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans. Really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I. I have two Nami's, tickets to that. Nami's got tickets? No, not Nami. Ashley. Hey, you got tickets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robin got them for me from Safe Campus. They oh. they um got like 50 for people in recovery. So they're like, if you know people in Florida, and I know last year they was smaller. Um, they have more organizations doing it this year, but they got to go on field, on the field. They met players before the game, like. So it's worth coming down, Jason. And yeah, Randy Grimes pretty, is going to be there because pro athletes for recovery or White Sands. I'm not sure which one is a sponsor. Tight. Okay. That sounds awesome, Uncle Randy. Is that your uncle for real? No, it's not. No. I didn't think so. He's just got a cool last name. Yeah. And it's not my maiden name. So it's not like we're really related. Gotcha. Even if he was related, it would be to my ex-husband. I just never changed my name after he got divorced. Fair enough. Yeah, I had this last name since 2009. I was like, I'm not changing my license again, my diploma, any of that stuff. Steve, so when did you when did you uh, start writing? You want to talk? Tell us a little bit about your book and uh, what motivated you, what inspired you. Sure, That's a writer uh, question right there. I I always liked writing when I was a kid, um, and it was always been a bucket list of mine to be a published author. I didn't know what I was going to write, but I just wrote like stories and stuff. So I like to write ever since as long as I can remember. And so, like I said, I was introduced to uh, to the rooms of AA and NA. In 2003, after my first treatment, my first of many treatments, and um, like I said, I was in the meetings and all these things I was hearing that that I found to be very profound, funny. Um, I identified. They made a lot of sense to me, and I was like a sponge listening to these people speak, and I and I really felt like I belonged. That was another thing that kept me coming back is that I knew after being around in the meetings for a while that I was a lot alike. I, 
any meeting I could go to anywhere, and this is true today, and you guys know this, I'm more like the people in these rooms than I am people I've known my whole life. We are a lot alike. No matter where we're from, we're very similar. We have a Absolutely. lot of similar traits, right? I mean, it's just true. So when you when you feel like you're part of, you you're you're not afraid to go. And once I started talking to people and realizing, yeah, I think like that too. Holy shit, you think like that? Oh wow, you did that? Yeah. So suddenly I wasn't so afraid of of the meetings like I was when I first 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 got there. I was like, holy shit, what's this about? Is this a call? Oh, but then I realized these people are just like me, man. They're a lot like me, as a matter of fact. So I heard these things, you know, and, and some of them we've heard a million times. But for me, it was all new. And they were really powerful to me. So I had this thought, which to, to this very day, I, I think was a God-inspired thought. Because, you know, it, it's <clears throat> any thought that I usually have, especially back then, is is more like what? how can this help me like self-centered Steve type of thought. Right. So anytime I get a thought that I think is beneficial to other people, I think that's a God inspired thought. So I had this idea, wow, wouldn't it be cool to write a book just with quotes from all these quotes I'm hearing. So I started taking them down, you know, like stuff that moved me, stuff that, that resonated with me. And I would put, take them down on my phone. I would go back to my car. I'd write them down. I had tons of papers with all these quotes that, you know, uh, here's one that I'm sure we've heard a million times, but back then I just heard it and I was like, wow, that makes, if you do what you always did, you're going to get what you always got. Right. Like, wow, that makes sense to me. You know? So all these quotes, some of them we've heard a lot, some of them that were unique to the person that said it, I started writing them down and I, I knew right away what I was going to call the book. It just came to me because up here, I don't know if you guys have the same thing after we share we say, thanks for letting me share. And they say, thanks, Steve. And they go on to the next person. So the title of the book is thanks for letting me share. And it just seemed like a really good idea to me. But here's the thing. I, I wrote all these things down, you know, starting in 2003. You know, I would take breaks. Obviously, when I was using, I wasn't doing it. Then I'd go back. I, I didn't put the book together until the pandemic started and we were in lockdown. I had all these papers everywhere. You know, I still had them. And I said, this is it. If there's, no, if there's no other time, it's now. You know, I was clean for a few years. Let me do this. And I did it. And I went on uh, Amazon KDP and I published it, self-published it, self-edited it, which, you know, I never published a book before. I'm not an editor. And there were some typos and I fixed them, you know, over the course. So now the book is exactly kind of how I want it. And it's, it's, uh, it's good. Everybody that's read it has enjoyed it. It's, it's titled, you know, it's simple. It's getting here, staying here, and higher power. Those are the three chapters. And there's like 368 quotes in the book. And anytime I sell two, because they take printing costs and stuff, I buy one and mail it out to a random rehab somewhere in the United States. I have a whole list of rehabs and I just send them out sporadically. So if I get sales, I send out a lot more. If I don't get sales, I'll spend my own money. So I've got this list of rehabs and I'm probably like, I don't know, two thirds of the way through it. I'll send, I'll send two books. I'll send one book because, you know, I think I have this visual of some person like me coming to recovery for the first time. They pick up this book and they read it and they identify with it. And I think uh, it'll plant the seed. 
And um, it was a lot of fun finally putting it together. And I laughed because some of them are funny. And then I, I cried because some of them are tragic. You know, there's some guys that like I've heard these quotes from people. Most of them were people I've known, but a lot of them were just people in meetings that I was like, wow. So I remember some of the guys that aren't here anymore that I lived with in the sober houses. And uh, it was good for me to do that. It helped me a lot. And um, I can't tell you how good it feels for me to take one of these books or go on Amazon and punch in the the, the, the uh, address and send it. It's like a high I have never experienced. You know, there's no hit or no drink that ever gave me that feeling. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a good feeling. You guys know it's a good feeling because I know it's benefiting and it benefits me. So I, I'm just really happy I did it. I finally did it. You know, I had the idea back in 2003 and I'm going to, I'm working on uh, part two. So I'm doing it again. I'm writing down the quotes this time. I'm a little more organized and this time, you know, there's no breaks where I'm out there using. So it's pretty consistent and I got a good amount of new powerful profound, funny um, quotes that I've heard in the meetings and I'm going to put together a thanks for letting me share part two. So, uh, and I also had it made, a, I had a, I paid a professional narrator, you know, like a guy with a really good voice. So he, you can get it on audio tape too. And I, a lot of my nice. friends listen to it in their car and uh, that was fun too. That was, you know, it was just the whole process. I really enjoyed it. And um, I'm just glad that other people enjoy it too. It's one of my my best accomplishments in life, to be honest with you. And, That's super uh, cool, man. That's super cool. You'll like it, you know. And I'll be happy to mail you a copy. You know, give me your address, email me your address. I'll send you out as many as you want. I got a lot of books, and you'll like them. Would you be willing to do a a a, a free raffle giveaway to our viewers? Absolutely, they, uh... absolutely. Brett, I have plenty. Of <laughs> I have he a says lot of Brett. <clears throat> he, he, Brett's he the reliable to, one. Yeah, he, he needs me to set it up. <laughs> you know what's so amazing about that? Is like, I can, you know how when you know like you're with your people and you know like they've got you? I always feel like I have to be the responsible one wherever I go places. And when I'm here, <laughs> me. like I don't have to be responsible. It's so freeing. I'm like so irresponsible because Brett's got us. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Ye old Redbeard. Redbeard. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one that calls you by your name? No, I call him Brett too. Mm. Call okay. both. Yeah, uh, that's a win-win, man. Writing, yeah. it helps you, it helps others. I, I do the same thing, man. I've sent I've probably sent out hundreds of copies of my book to you know just random places and Donated to prisons, libraries. I mean, yes. I just want someone who, whoever it was meant to be, if, if they could find it and it somehow changes their life, and you know, maybe down the road they, they say, "Hey, that's J.R. Weaver. He's the guy that was on the show with that Ashley Grimes superstar." <laughs> <laughs> What's the title of your book? I'd like to get it. Uh, it's the Addiction Manifesto. Okay, is it available on Amazon? Amazon, oh, yeah. yeah, Barnes and okay. Nobles. Uh, I'll send it to you. Since you're going to send me one of yours, I'll send okay. you one of JR's. Okay. 
That's I awesome. will I will send it out Saturday. That's the only free time I have this week, which is two days from now. So yeah, I will send them out to whoever wants it Saturday. Okay. Sweet man. Yep. Bro, you got the tagline with the hashtag. Oh, yeah, line? I got Dude, it. You had like five minutes already, man. It's I'm gonna ready. tell you, like. That's cool, man. I I respect the heck out of you because these guys Don't know Don't that I. Don't say it. I'm gonna say it, like. No, I'm going to say it, but like with some filter. Um, that the people that are willing to give out their books, like I'm going to advocate and like tell everybody I know about their book. Like we've had people on here that literally hadn't sold like 100 copies of their book and it was like hundreds in a couple of days because they nice. were giving them away for free, but they wanted people to read it. Yeah. They didn't have an excess of money. They were doing it because they wanted to help people. And right. you are sending it because it gives you joy to be able to send it to others. Like it does. Like so yeah, it's beautiful. Support the book. Yeah. I like the fact that long after I'm dead and buried, someone's gonna be reading that book somewhere. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's, that's what, the part I like a lot it, too. So yeah, I'm looking forward to you guys reading it. Look, JR won. <laughs> wait how do you do the raffle so you just make like a wheel and you put all the names of the people and then you spin this random sporadic wheel no it's a hashtag no. and then the thing picks the so person it's, it's it's a feature that's built into Streamyard, and you set a hashtag and then for each person that comments it enters them into it and then i hit a button that says draw and then it literally just cycles through and just randomly picks someone Wow, okay. Bro, that's tight. That's so, yeah. so after we get a winner for his book, you should do another one for this t-shirt, Way Out Podcast t-shirt. <laughs> Dude, I want one. Me too. So far, Jay, I only have one. Entered for I only book. have one. I swear to God, I only <laughs> have one. But I can send you the link it's where you can order my design from uh, okay. Custom Ink. Send me the link. Yeah, send me the link. I'll, I'll order one. We're not expecting it, things for free. Like we're not mooches. We want to support yeah, you. We I just mean, want one so we can support you. Well, it wouldn't even support me except for the fact that it's got the. Well, I guess it's like advertising the show, so yeah, it would support me. But yeah, and, I don't get like, to see that money. That's take from you for you to have to sell it, send it to us. Well, I'm just saying, I would give you all one if I had a bunch of shirts, but I just do not. I do not. We're not asking for that. We just want to wear because we're proud of you. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, I bought a shirt off Brett and never got it. I didn't, you don't hear me say anything about it. No, you didn't. Oh, Mine auto shit. When you buy it, it auto shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Brett is the most reliable one. If you bought it, you <laughs> would have got you. it. Thank you. Ashley. Oh, yeah, Brett sent me mine. Right. Do you away. want to talk about your bracelets, Mister? We had I to pay money bracelets. and stickers and a shirt. <laughs> hey, what else you want? And no, no, cake? I'm saying like when it got here, we had to pay the postage. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they told you their own price. <laughs> the post office gives you the price to pay, and that tells you the management of post. That's why they're always in the red. They can't figure out their own shipping costs. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's and I had, uh, where you live. I sent one to uh, someone that lived in the same. I sent it to Asa, who lives, you know, five minutes from where I was staying, and it cost her like an extra two bucks. Yep. <laughs> I think yeah. we all had to pay extra to get your package. Yeah. Hey, we got six viewers and only JR 
made the comment with that hashtag. Thanks for letting me share. And, so, and Billy said, did I hear giveaway? And he hasn't entered for his free yeah. copy of the book yet. What are you doing, Billy? Come All on, of you viewers need to put the hashtag in to in order to have a chance to win. And there's that not a does. lot. So your odds are pretty good. I sent Billy yeah. a book last week or before I left. That's you awesome. know what's weird? It's like we have 43 shares. 43 shares? Yeah, it shows that like it's been shared 43 times. But there's oh. four watching. That's currently. how Joshua So maybe they just come and go. That was probably all JR sharing. No, I've actually only shared it to my page. I haven't. I, I was in a, uh, uh, we had a meeting right before. So I got down here late. Where, where are all Costa Rica meeting. people at, JR? Come on. And apparently sleeping. Yeah, no. He's shit. gonna realize the longer he lives by the beach, <laughs> that he's gonna be more on AG time than ever. Billy, just type that's it That's what in, it does dude. to you. It slows you down. There you go, buddy. <laughs> now you got some competition, Jr. And Ashley. I already did it before that. I know. I said just said Ashley and Jr. Oh. Now you guys have competition. Yeah, the first time I listened three, to the show, three Jr. was giving away his book, and I won. Hell yeah. And I won a um a ninja grill um at a recovery event the other day. I bought ten dollars worth of tickets and it's like a three hundred dollar grill. Oh yeah, Tina, that's what's up. And I never ever welcome to the big dance. (laughs) Can we we give away a grill, JR? Did you say free? Oh, I can't hear you, but my microphone's going out. Yeah, can we give away a grill on the on the live? This thing is awesome. Like, like if you look it's like a You can grill, you can bake in it, you can uh dehydrate, and it's indoor. Guaranteed it's gonna be expensive as hell to ship that thing though, just saying. I'm not shipping it. I want it. Well, I thought you just said you wanted to give it away on the yeah, show. So we're no, I, said, I, I want it. The hashtag. No, AG's somebody grill. said you should give a grill away. <laughs> I am confused. (laughs) I would give it to someone, except it would cost a lot to ship, and I'm just... Yeah. And I I haven't been to the post office in years. Don't go. It's a trick. Don't go. I'm not going to go. I I really want to go. Oh, now we got eight viewers. I shipped for the holidays. I shipped that Yeah, it's getting ready to get insane at the post office. Dude, I shipped that drone to uh, Chrissy in, in uh, Canada, and that was like the biggest pain. Don't ever. <laughs> that was so nice of you. You're I always up, so nice. Well, I ended up going to FedEx because it was it was much much easier. So that's my that's my tip. Go to FedEx. Don't. don't yeah. Go, yeah. Don't go, go to, to Amazon. Yeah, I started using uh, UPS the last couple things. I the shirts and all that. I went to UPS, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna send it through the USPS." I'm like, "No, please don't." <laughs> I was at UPS today. I don't even want to tell y'all how much it cost me to order some books to come down here. I ordered like uh, you know, wrap, you know, wellness recovery action planning and smart recovery for veterans booklets mm-hmm. and workbooks. I probably paid $200 in shipping. Wow. The books probably cost me 150 bucks. Wow. Yeah, it's it's like international priority. I'm like, where's international regular? <laughs> Damn. It's because you don't live in the U.S. no more. Hey, Tina, it's going good over here. 
<laughs> she asked how I was going for oh, Tina, yeah. my grill. Hi, Tina. <laughs> we you made grill? your grill. <laughs> I would send it to you, Brett. Thanks. You deserve my grill. I need it's still grow. in the box. Nice. Nothing. I mean, I barely got. I got like three T-shirts and three pairs of boxers, which I just flip inside out. So I got six days. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> How he dresses himself every week. <laughs> oh, I'm talking to like did we someone got, ask him a question? I'm I'm lost. He's we don't have to live like that shirts. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey, that's a good one. You gotta head out one, man. Good I said that Steve. today. I actually said that one today, man. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Get him, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we doing the call in thing? That was cool, man. If you want to try the calling thing, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's see if anybody calls in. There's the number right there. <laughs> Carl always calls me during the show, but not for the show. <laughs> now watch, JR is about to prank us. Yeah, he'll, he'll do it. Look at him. A He's looking at his phone. I'm sending the link out to people. Thank you very much. If oh, I see okay. anybody with a South Carolina <laughs> area code. It'd be Costa Rican this time, buddy. Yeah. Uh, it's all the same phone number. Dating in recovery. Is she proposing that as a topic of discussion? Who? Tina. Tina. Dude, you know, that is something that I just talked about with someone about something else on, a, on a, doing a, a show on that where you uh, take uh, suggestions from the audience. And dating in recovery was one of them because, mm -hmm. you know, I was kind of sharing a little bit about my. Yeah, you're not the best one to give advice right now. And the guy went through the same. Actually, two guys that I spoke to have, have gone through recently the same thing I went through. And I'm like, dude, yeah, that's tough, man. Moving to another women's talk or brutal, yeah. The whole moving to a different country and really yeah. that's the thing, yeah. It is. I thought you were the only one. No, there's there's thousands of people that do it daily. Hmm. I think I don't know. I don't know about that. A different country, maybe a different area code, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I changed dates with one, I, my ex husband. So, Texas, Florida. Man, that, that, they're practically right next door to each other. What are you talking about? No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's a very long drive. Very long, especially in Texas where he lives. He, it's like a 23 hour drive. Oh. Yeah, it's not like 23 hours. You can. I've done it before. I was bouncing off the walls in the van today, and we drove like 90 minutes. Yeah, they had a, they had a section of the road that was wiped out like last week. I'm like, what do you mean wiped out? He's like showing me the, the side of the road. He goes, yeah, the road just be up, up that side, and it's down here now. I'm like, mudslide or something? I don't know. I'm did like, you get hit by the train? hurricane? Did, did the heart? Did the hurricane hit you guys? No, that's it just, it, 
it's rainy it season here and there's a lot of mountains and the roads are like all along the mountains and beautiful yeah, country though I, I, any monkeys, though. I, I, do, I definitely want to go you know feed the monkeys <laughs> i think they said we got like i, I said feed jason not spank the monkeys okay <laughs> <laughs> Just go feed them. So, Tina, you didn't call in live to talk about dating and recovery. We can get this conversation going if you call the number. Yeah. Do it. She's got a year in October. She wants to know she's raring to go. Oh, she's ready. She you followed ready? the rules. She feels ready. Dude, I when I finally followed that suggestion, which I was already trying to do the recovery thing for like a long time, and I never followed that suggestion, but then right. I I had I had like an epic failure in another, you know, relationship type thing. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do the year and really just you know focus on my recovery. And I did that. And by the end of one year, I just felt even more scared to to get into a relationship. Like I was you know, I don't know. It just raised more questions than it gave me answers. So then I just kept going. And I think I went like a year and a half before I tried dating again. Mm -hmm. And I was in a yeah. way better place to handle the curveballs that happened because that was a really short-lived one. But then I ended up starting to date Sarah and I've been with her now for a couple of years. So, you know, and it's been you're getting matching pajamas. Man, no, flannels, not pajamas, just the shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were pajama pants. We don't pajama, wear flannel shirts in Florida. No, flannel shirts because it's going to be chilly and we're going to the pumpkin patch with the kiddos on Saturday. And I'm going to oh, do that. I'm, I, dude, you don't even know, man. When I wrote that post, I was like sitting, I got pretty emotional, like thinking about it just made like i don't know why or what it was about it but it made me just think like how great grateful i am you know like i think like when i used to make fun of people that would do stuff like that and call it corny and shit it was just like you know i didn't even have a family because i estranged myself from my kids and i destroyed my marriages and you know it was just like i was probably jealous so i was hating you know I had to put down my haterade. <laughs> Tina, if you're watching live, you can call in live. It literally says call in maybe, live. Maybe she doesn't want to talk to us. Yeah, I she know, doesn't but like I was just saying she said, I'm watching live, and shy. then you put a call in live right after. She goes maybe she's it. shy. She is definitely I can think shy. Of, I can think of someone else that wasn't real big on, on talking on the podcast. Hmm. Huh. Who's that? Uh, me? How do Actually I do it? Is it me? <laughs> me? I am the quiet yeah, one. Uh, yes, AG. that's a good thing we could talk about. I was actually thinking of that as they were talking. Tina, date others in recovery or not? Other people uh, in recovery, scared of. I ended others. up with a. I ended up with a normie. Tina yeah. is so stubborn; she will not call. Call us. Let's talk about it. Like. I said, yeah, you want to hear your voice. I ended up with a normie. Did you? I did. 
That's all right. My wife is not in recovery. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Like, I don't know which one's better. Like, I'm not. I'm. I would like to hear from Tina her opinion. I heard guys used guys used to tell me that you don't you shouldn't date people that are in recovery because you wouldn't go fishing in a toilet bowl. <laughs> and I thought that, that was fucked up. Put it in yeah, volume two. The hell, I'll be I'll be right back. Like... Let me go pass this number on. <laughs> oh, you're giving your number to. What is it, Brett's number? So yeah, it's, oh, a, okay. it's a Google Voice number. Oh, okay. Well, so there's two sides to this coin. There's people in recovery are going to understand, and they're also going to understand your bullshit crap and call you out on it faster. They see the signs before others do. So that's, but they're also, I hate to say, more likely to fall. I mean, there's, Versus like Brett's wife, who's not in recovery, somebody that, I mean, if they go down that road and you go with them right. or whatever. Oh, I mean, so oh, oh. This was like some old timer, you know, that, that said it. We got, we got some calling. Oh, right. we got a live one. All right. Welcome to the show, caller. Hi, it's Tina. Hey. Tina. Yes. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Good. What's up? Yeah, I'm nervous. I don't want to look stupid or sound stupid, but sincerely, I've got a year Halloween, and I'm as nervous as I could be. Not just my failures. If I have an emotional connection to somebody or commitment because then I'll feel guilty because they're bad and I'm really not good you guys yet with boundaries healthy boundaries especially healthy sexual boundaries not on drugs how horrible is that for me to say that out loud no it's not horrible it's normal and you should know that there's no rush if you're you know it sounds like you're experiencing kind of what I did you know a, a year in to that, uh, you know, commitment that I made to myself not to date, it was like, I was even more wondering, like, am I, am I going to be able to love somebody like in a positive and effective way? Am I going to be able to allow somebody else to do the same for me? You know, like I didn't, I wasn't ready in a year. <laughs> I was scared shitless actually. But so Tina, I have a question for you. Is it, do you feel like you're not ready or do you feel like, I mean, and this is going to be a hard question because I don't know how to say it right, but like, do you think that you're not ready or do you want to try like you are interested in maybe having companionship or even if it's just like a friend that you flirt with, but you just are afraid of disappointment or getting into something unhealthy? Most often, <laughs> something unhealthy. Um, I'm scared of trauma bonding, to be honest with you. Um, in addiction, it was one bad thing happened after another. And healthy relationships aren't supposed to trauma bond. Mm. Right. And it's really common in recovery because we're sharing all these deep, you know, getting vulnerable with each other and stuff. Yes, sir. Exactly. Trauma bonding is common everywhere yeah and for sure there is no relationship on earth that's 100 percent healthy nobody does it perfectly 
That doesn't mean they're not great and wonderful. Just like I'm great and wonderful, but I'm not that healthy. Like I'm not out running and, you know, I do some damaging crap to my body when I drink Diet Coke, but I'm still pretty amazing. So I'm just saying like, (laughs) I don't know where I was going. (laughs) But I think the way that you feel and being nervous is completely normal. I appreciate you. And nobody does it right. I've screwed up so many relationships. Let me just tell you. I've been emotionally detached. I've been clingy. I've been every spectrum you can be. I've done it. So if you do anything wrong, I've done it worse. I promise. Um, And you get to make up the rules of your life. If you're, if you don't want to put out, you know, like if you're nervous about going that route, all you gotta say is, I've <coughs> I've decided I'm not doing that until I've been with someone for six months. That was my rule, you know. Like you can make up the rules. Right. It's your life. It's slow. Take it slow. I mean, that's the whole point. You want to get to know each other. Want to make sure each other's healthy enough to support a healthy relationship. You know, you don't. I mean, I see. I guess we all seen it in in recovery. I mean, it's all thirteen step and these newcomers, you know, jump in these <laughs> relationships, and one of them. Uh, I just recently learned that one. <laughs> that was funny. My bad. No, you're good. Take it slow. Take it fast. Take it however you want to. You have one life to live, and you mm-hmm. get to decide what you do. Right. Like, like I was saying, you know, there's no, there's no rush if you know if it freaks you out. But at the same time, uh, I think a certain level of fear is a healthy and normal response, right? So, okay. like, remember. Th- no risk it, no biscuit. Well, you got The person on this call, everyone on the phone, was the first person you dated in recovery. Someone that you stayed with long term, or for are you with now? Nope, nope. not me. So the first no. one you're going to date is probably not going to be the one or the relationship. So, you know, if you're scared about messing it up, just know you're messing it up with the wrong person probably the first time. Yeah. The sooner you figure out that they're wrong, the sooner you might find what's right. Well, I appreciate you guys for real. And you guys have a great night and thanks for being helpful. Thanks for watching. Hey, Tina, since you called in, if you want, the way out podcast t-shirt hit me up send me your address and i'll mail it to you i'll send you a book too whoa oh if you really want if if you start talking to someone and you want me to to interrogate them first i'll do that (laughs) no that's a horrible idea yeah (laughs) an interview right we also have somebody from Costa Rica. We had somebody from Costa Rica try to call in a couple times. I'm good at a good judge of character, though. Oh fuck yeah, I bet. That's what I'm saying. I'd interrogate. I'd let her know. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Jr. Somebody from Costa Rica called us three times while we were on the phone with Tina. Tell him to call. It was call not us back. me. I promise. My Tell hands him to call right us here. back now that we're now that the phone lines are clear. Yeah. Tina was important at that time. They can call back. No, I agree. That's why I didn't take the call. But I'm saying Thank you. the phone okay. lines were not clear. 
We can only take one call at a time. This isn't a big production fancy radio station. I only have one Google voice number. We did. Like basically on our knees. So like she had our undivided attention. She was. Yes. Well, we would do that for anybody. We're not going to just be like, oh, sorry, uh, you're boring. We're going to see if this next caller is more interesting. We would (laughs) never say that to a person. Even There's nobody were, that's boring. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. It was just a, you know, whatever. I was just saying it to say it. I, it wasn't like an actual. Uh, no, I know, but that just like example. I don't think I've ever like thought of it like that before until you said. I don't know. Well, I'm just I saying, like nobody. It's not looking. Nobody would have been cut off in order for us to take another call. Is all oh, well, I can't say nobody. Oh. But most people wouldn't. Okay. Was Billy the first, our first caller? I thought it was your niece. Yeah, three weeks. It was me. And then Ashley was after me. No, I think it was, it was me, out. actually, but they hung up on me. Yeah, JR pranked the phone number. Yeah, that oh. doesn't count. <laughs> that though. doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Well, no, that was after because you couldn't get the phone line to work, and then I got oh, through. Oh yeah, because because I was just like, let's do this live, and I hadn't I hadn't tested it. Yeah, good stuff. But yeah, Billy, you were the first actual viewer caller person. Good job, thank you. Ashley Neeson, my my favorite snapperhead niece. I'm oh, so proud oh, of you. Oh, we got another caller, guys. All right. Is that Bond music? Two one four. Where's that? Dope. That's my. That's the Google Voice number. Welcome to the oh, Recovery sorry. Revolution Live. I'm not gonna put their phone number on the screen, Ashley. Jeez. Okay, that was a blonde moment that I'm not that blonde, but. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, Hi. My name is Kayla, and um, I was calling to ask a question about like. So I've, I've heard a lot about going to an SLE after being in treatment. Um, I know it's good for, I guess, having the accountability. Um, but I also, I, I've had friends who were there where there was a lot of, like, relapsing and things. And so I guess I was curious about what you guys would say are the benefits of, of sober living and, and how what kinds of things would I, I keep in mind when I'm trying to locate one. Mm. Good sure. question. I think the the first step, you're killing it, is you're asking questions. And you're, I have not met very many people that have asked questions about. So that's the first step, you're killing it, check. Yeah, and when you, you know, you're looking for a place, like ask them because different sober living have different like rules or, you know, requirements for, people that are staying there some of them allow people to use like i don't even know there's some in minnesota anyway that literally have people actively using living in their you know sober living environment and it's stupid so yeah that i've met some people that said sober living saved their life that they would have not have made it in recovery without sober living i think ryan hampton said that um on mobilize um he did so, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about figuring it out with other people that are figuring it out in those bonds that you make, figuring it out together and 
trying to share the purpose of finding recovery together and um, having someone to support you all the time and accountability. So there's a lot to be said about that, but there are a lot of not good sober living facilities. Not, mm-hmm. I know I, owners I, I, have drugs in their own sober living facilities. So I don't know the state that you're in or what the regulations are there either, but you know, visit, call them, ask questions. Like you're getting right. them for money. Like you can interview them. Sure. Yeah. yeah sober living, uh, environments are a great way are they're, they're a great way to uh to keep the uh the standard of care the recovery standard of care going straight because so, that's where so many people trip up leaving treatment they try to go back to you know the parents house or the same environment that they left that they got in trouble with thinking that they're you know bigger better and stronger but they end up you know get tripped up again and they're right back where they started so i i highly recommend you know doing your research what area you're 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 potentially moving into you know find out the the good ones the bad ones right and just take it from there i mean the interview with them uh, because i think you have to do a, a intake interview with them you know i highly recommend oxford they're one of my favorites i have you know a lot of people that i got sober with went through oxford and they're still sober today so i they're one of my favorites and kayla where are you where do you hail from? Costa Rica. <laughs> he knew where you fucker. Okay. You knew this so, whole time? <laughs> no, JR knows her. You know. I know. He knew this whole time. He did. Are you are you looking for a sober living facility in Costa Rica? Because we have somebody there that we'll send out to interview for you since he's just Hold the rug over our faces. Look at, I was looking currently at sober livings in California. California, like what area of California? Because I'm telling you between the five of us, we know a lot of people in recovery and we would be able to tell you reputable places. Yeah, Yeah, East East Bay area. East Bay. All right, we'll we'll ask ask on our page and we'll see what people say about which ones are good in that area. Uh, yeah, I, think I, know, I think I know how to get in touch with her. Oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> right. Let's get Carl. But I was I was oh, gonna no. say though too, real quick that uh you know an important thing is knowing your own boundaries, right, and your own limits because you know certain ones may be more lax. You know, like a harm reduction kind of deal where they're they're like, hey, you know, as long as you're not in here injecting you know, your drugs in front of people you can use, you know, maybe you should, you need to know your limitations personally to protect your own recovery. But I also believe that if your heart's really in it, you can make it work almost anywhere. Uh, if you're applying yourself, if you're, you know, like Steve said earlier, you're getting in the middle of, you know, the community and you're, you're working a strong program for yourself, whatever that looks like for you, uh, you know, then I think that you can definitely succeed. I mean, it, the whole point of sober living is give you a structured living environment with a built-in support system that allows you time and the chance to rebuild your life or begin that process before going out into the real world. So you want to, you know, find places for that continuum of care that are going to allow you to live at a reduced 
you know, rent and, and be able to, you know, eventually start working. And then by paying that reduced rent, you can save money and, you know, make sure you're on solid footing before you go out and uh, do it on your own. So, I mean, you could definitely be successful pretty much anywhere if, as long as you're uh, honest with yourself about your own personal limitations, I believe. And I think that you made me think of something when you're talking, Jason, is that, and I, I've never really thought about this before either, is that you have to know, you don't have to know what your pathway is going to be forever, but you need to know what it is right now. Because if you go to a sober living facility that is heavily AA and that's where they go to meetings together, like, and, and you don't feel comfortable at AA, then it's, it might not be the, you know, there might be somebody yeah. somewhere else when you're interviewing or if there's an NA path or if, or if they're just, you know, knowing if you, what type, if you want a church based or if you want yoga or just knowing that stuff, because you'll know what's in the area also. And right. you know. I don't know what it's like in Cali, but I mean, around here, I think most of them pretty much, they just, they, re they might require you to go to like two recovery meetings in a week. But they're really open about like what kind that is. You can try any kind of meeting you want, you know, it still counts, you know. So well, uh, I think hopefully most places are like that in Cali too, I would think. But they sometimes would. they have like a van that goes together. And if, you know, if she's coming from Costa Rica, she not, might not be coming with a car. So you want to know like. Probably where... not from a sober living, from like a treatment or like an extended care treatment they do the vans but like sober living you're living in a house you're on you're your own you're renting a room yeah you gotta like take buses or walk or get rides and shit. Ask, yeah, ask somebody help. i need a ride hey, yeah somebody in the house will have a vehicle that'll but, offer yeah, i mean that's the same thing if there's no one in the house that's on your pathway you're not gonna ever have a ride to a meeting hey you guys i i lived in a lot of sober houses and and one in particular was probably the one that benefited me the most and I wrote a poem about it that I think you'd like, and I think it might help the caller. You, do you mind me reading it real quick? Do it up. The, the name of the place was Sober City, and it was three houses on this one uh, lot. So I wrote this a few years ago. The driveway was long. It came to a lot. This was far from your average spot. It held three homes that held many men. They became brothers, and they became friends. Backgrounds were different. Their stories were the same. They all had lives they wanted to reclaim. Some stayed, some left, some left and come back. The newcomer was always welcomed into the pack. Roommates talked late into the night. They needed each other with all of their might. The circle was large. The circle was strong. Inside it, we shared our victory song. Food, laughter, sweat, and tears. Sharing success and sharing our fears. Basketball cookouts, working on cars. I never found this camaraderie inside of the bars. Hot days, cold days, snow and rain. The hope and love killed the pain. Reunited with families, kids and wives. I saw miracles there and transformed lives. Some made it, some didn't, and some still try. We never forgot each and every guy. Fireman, Ponytail, Rory, Sal, VP, Mark, Mike S, and Mike C. God decided he needed them more than we. Our bond is eternal. It can never be broke. Sober city saved lives and took off our yoke. 
none of us know what the future brings, but we learned it's better if we do those five things. So that place was instrumental, and I still have lifelong friends from there. I bonded with these guys. Like, it was just a, a really, really good place for me. And uh, yeah, I'm really awesome. grateful. That's an awesome poem, man. Thank you for sharing that with us, bro. Indeed. Thanks. That's great. Yeah, sober living is a good idea. And especially if you're in treatment and the counselor says they're looking at your sheet because they know your life story because you've told them your life story and your counselor <laughs> says, I suggest, <laughs> that's what happened to me when I went to a first one. He said, it doesn't look like you do too well going back to your old, you know, where you live. Maybe you should try sober living. And I said, okay, I'll try it. And I got introduced. That's where I was introduced to the rooms. And I got thrown out of a few of them because I relapsed. But I kept coming back. I'd get into another one. I'd get into another one. And I met guys. I met good guys. And I gravitated toward the people, you know, not at first, but the people that were serious about recovery. Because we know who's who. So if you're in a sober house and you can see people that are talking about drug stories and, you know, glamorizing it. And, and then you see the people that are reading the books and going to the meetings. You know, those might be the ones that we want to hang out with. You know, we know who's who. And, uh. And, and, and it's really up to us who we gravitate towards because you're going to find people in sober houses that aren't serious about it. And you're going to find people in sober houses that are really trying to make it work. So depending right. on how we are, that's who we'll hang out with. And Damn. that is a big deciding moment as far as if we're going to make it or not. Dang. That's, that's my experience. Yeah. Sorry, my mic is muted. I feel like you gave me some good ideas of, of what to think about, what to ask how it could benefit um, my recovery, and, and I really appreciate it. Well, thank God you. God bless you. Was it the Bay Area, California? I'm, I'm putting the post up now, and I don't know. East, East Bay. East Bay? I think that's what you said. East Bay. Yes, yeah. East Bay? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, thank I didn't you, want to thank you, anonymous caller. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm sure East Bay is a big area. No one's going to be able to find you just by that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you for appreciate calling. you. Thanks, Kayla. God bless. Dude, I like it when people call. I do too. Yeah, I know. That's it's, cool. it's fresh. It's hip. You're hip. Look at you. GQ. <laughs> You look good, bro. I'm telling you. I think it's just because he's not in a cave anymore. He's got some light in, in the room he's recording in. I think it's yeah, that stress. could be. And the sun, all that sun, beach yeah. time. Yeah, I'm burning up. I've actually got a little sunburn. I probably should use sunblock, but. <laughs> right. He's around his people all the time. He thrives in groups and helping people. I'm the shy one. How, long, how many times do we have to establish that baseline? <laughs> you ain't shy. <laughs> Remember the first time we met, bro? And it was like, oh, hey, hey yeah. we're yelling like yeah. at the top of our lungs. And yeah, we we're like high fiving and shit. And people were probably like, Oh, dude, they must be really good friends, and we're like fucking never even met each other before. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, Boo, was, yeah. yeah, yeah, we were like BFFs right off the top. We're at Mobilize, dude. 
Then all three of us wore the same shirt. I'm like, it's yeah, meant we, to be. We looked good. I still have yet to meet any of you in person. You're going to get a big hug when you do, big boy. I've met... I haven't met Steve. I haven't met Brett. But Jason and JR. Same. Hey, Carl's coming to visit me. Yeah, he hasn't called me in a couple of days. What's up with him? I don't know. He hasn't called me in a couple of months. Tell him I said hi. Yeah, and I'm proud of him for his school stuff. He looks like he's doing well. Oh, Carl. Let's call him up. Brett, call No, him. that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, call him up. Can we do out, outbound calls? Of course we can. Dude, let's do it. Huh? He's probably at work. Oh, like. That's why he left the show. He's at, at they're do they do coffee, man. He's he told me they have coffee hour. Coffee hour. Yeah. With his espresso coffee machine he brought to work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's how you do it. Yeah. So Steve, what's your favorite memory since you've been in recovery? My wedding. Easily. Yeah. I got yeah. married in recovery. Um, wow. Was she in recovery? I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, she's in recovery. Awesome. Yeah. She's got a lot more time than me. Um, and so when you were talking about that earlier about, you know, whether it's good to, I mean, it's good for me. Because like you said, we can, we know when we're uh, acting out or where we can call each other on our bullshit, you know, um, it's good. It's, it's, it's very helpful. Very helpful because you can't, uh, you can't really. They know my wife knows how I think because she thinks like me as well. Mm. So, and we know each other pretty well, and and it's tough to explain. The bottom line is, uh, it's like, like any two addicts, you know, um who are trying to help each other and, and one not necessarily has more recovery than the other because a newcomer or somebody in, in the rooms that's new can call, can call out their sponsor on their shit. You know what I mean? So even though my wife has a lot more time than me, you know, I can, I can see behaviors or, or um, <coughs> when things are not going, they, they're going South in certain areas we can say, hey, maybe you should do this. Or, hey, Steve, maybe you should do that. You know what I mean? It's just easier to call each other on uh, when we're when we're veering left and we should be going straight, I guess. Absolutely. It's, so it's Tina, grounding. Very grounding. Tina, Steve just gave you some hope. So. Yeah. I recommend it. <laughs> just because it well, works like, to me. Like Ashley said, you know, like the first couple I, I've dated – four people that were people in recovery in recovery since I entered recovery like seven years ago. And the first three didn't work out and the current one did. And it's actually the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. It's wonderful. You know, 
so here. I think you just got to find it, find your person. But if you don't show up for life and try, <coughs> then you never learn, you know, from you never get to make the mistakes. Is that a call? That's a Maybe call. We got a live one. Hello, caller. Hello, this is Tanya. Yay! Hey, hey Tanya. So I just hopped on the live, so I'm missing everything on there. So what am I calling? I don't know what I'm calling for. You guys just told me to call. <laughs> it's the live. You can say whatever you want or ask questions or just what dear caller, what's on your mind? It's all about you. I don't even know what you guys were talking about because I literally just hopped on. I was on counseling. So um we can talk about counseling. I like counseling. <laughs> just whatever. We want to talk about counseling. Oh, we just went over my PTSD symptoms and Oh, you don't have to tell us personal way. if you don't want. I'm just saying like we could talk about counseling in general. I didn't I wanted to give you that option. I'm not saying you have to yeah, we also talked about we talked about dating and recovery, and then we talked about sober living, and then we talked a little more about well, you know that dating topic again. But the success story over here, Mister Steve, with the marriage. Dating you know. and recovery. Um, well, I'm married, but um, my 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 suggestion on dating and recovery would be. Um, to heal first and then um and then and then look for look for that relationship because you want to be 100 percent on your end before you go out and find try to find that 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 significant other <laughs> i don't know that i'll ever be 100 percent healed <laughs> well, no, but you know what she means. Like, no, I know. I'm just saying. Because if you're not, if you haven't done any hard work to heal, uh, it's gonna reflect itself in your in your quality of your relationship. Anyway, you know, like, right? You're bringing all that toxicity from the from they bring a lot of toxicity into it. If, if we're the mm -hmm. same people we were, yeah, mm -hmm. like. Uh, yeah, he's going dumb. <laughs> I have a great thing that I want to run by you. I think you're the perfect person for this. So when okay. the other day when we were watching Mobilize, because it was virtual this year, um, Honesty Liller said that if she won the lottery and had an unlimited amount of money, what she would do with it is she would have a program for moms um, for the first year, like moms that are in recovery, so they wouldn't have to buy anything for their babies for the first year diapers like to support them you know to help you know there's a lot of stress all that stuff so i was thinking about it and talking to somebody yesterday and i'm like we really should start like a grant and do like 10 people or you know and then follow them for two to four years like do something where they go into housing like with support for the children they learn like where they're not required to work for the first year, but they can learn a trade, a skill or education, have, you know, some training on healthy meals for the child or what the child needs emotionally. Cause we're not taught this a lot of stuff at home. Cause if our parents don't know, they can't teach us. And so having that year and what it would do for the 
baby too, because that first three years is critical. What's your take on that? That would be amazing because it is so critical. And I know like just um, from my experience with all my children, you know, um, for my um, my oldest three, I, I wasn't really present for their childhood because I, I was working or I was in addiction and, um, you know, they were with caregivers or, you know, just other people all the time. And just there, um, you can tell the difference with my older three children and with my newborn now she's um 10 months old just the way she um connects with people and the way my older children connected with people are two different um mm. things like um i think it would be great that would be a great grant for people and because i know like me growing up i didn't learn um a lot of things because my mom wasn't emotionally present and she didn't and she didn't learn them things because she um you know, she her father died when she was 13 years old and was raised by a single mom. So she just didn't learn them things because we weren't they weren't present. So I think it'd be great. And you know, like that that year is like, you know, so critical for a lot of things. Having that year behind you and the first year of the baby's life is really stressful. You know, with postpartum for a lot of people too. I think a lot of it too that we aren't talking about is the trauma for zero to three. That's like the studies have come out now. Um, and I know I sent them to you the other day, so I can't remember the data, but it's like there are significant things if there was trauma from zero to three, um, what heart attack increased, um, substance use disorder, um, mental health concerns, um, economic prosperity, like it really, like there was dramatic, pro like negative effects and you wouldn't think cause they wouldn't remember, but it, it really does affect. Brain. Yeah. The, sub the subconscious mind, like I know, um, this is getting a little personal, but my, um, my youngest boy, he, um, he was took it when he was seven days old and, um, he lives with my parents now, but um, he had to go through a lot of therapy for attachment disorders um, and all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it does affect people. And like, um, I went to prison when my other two were pretty young and they have a lot of like PTSD, anxiety. Um, my oldest has, uh, she got really addicted to Xanax and um, other stuff and um, yeah it, and it, it all stemmed from the trauma the PTSD of being you know my daughter watching her dad beat me up and going me going to prison and her being took from me so it has a huge effect on them and yeah yeah and it doesn't even take all all that like a lot of people are like well I just you know wasn't as present as I should have been or you know but babies bond in a certain way. And that's how you're wired to learn attachment through mm -hmm. watching. And um, even like, I heard this one thing and it like stuck with me. It's been like years that they said, when you go to, I think it was Russia, the like orphanages in Russia, they're like silent. 
you know, normally you go to places where there's a lot of babies and children, it's loud. There, there's no crying. <laughs> you know why? Weird. They know no one's coming for them. Hmm. Babies cry because their moms or their dads come and give them wow. what they need to try to find. When somebody doesn't come, there's no reason to cry. That's hardcore. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. That's wicked sad. Yeah, I mean, if we don't even really think about that when we're getting sober, I mean, that the time that we missed with the kids growing up and how that's going to affect them later on in life. I think they call it what an adverse childhood experience where they're now they they're carrying a trauma which they may or may not know about it and then later on down the road they may it may you know push them into you know substance use disorder or you know some mental health disorder so yeah that is a, a whole new ball game right there that uh we definitely need to take a look at yeah and then i especially like you know as much i love the idea of the first year you know for them having all that support but i also love you know because of what we were talking about earlier you know that like the uh long-term continuum of care is so key for success like sustained recovery sustained success so you know that that idea to have you know follow along them for two to four years that gets them through almost that almost all the way to that magic five right and that's huge well and the big thing i was thinking is if they were tracked like two to six years to see the economic changes and like the effects like on their children versus somebody that didn't have that opportunity i think that the data would show that their life would be tremendously improved so the in the economic benefits to the community um because you know, it's because like it would almost be it would almost be a sense of accountability as well, because um, I know like me personally, um, having that accountability like with um, parole officers or um, you know, and and them like <laughs> make, I don't know it 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 if <clears throat> that makes sense. Yeah. Plus, I think, you know, being a mom's hard, especially that first year, if like there's somebody there, if it's like if some if the baby's crying, you know, and you you get a little overwhelmed, like that person can be like, it's OK, take a couple of minutes and cool down or go take a nap. Like I'm here just having someone there, like I think would be beneficial. Tanya, did you enter our book giveaway? Because Brett's getting ready to hit that button. I did not. I didn't even know. Like I said, I just jumped on when I. The hashtag's on that banner at the bottom of the screen. See it? Enter that hashtag in the comment. Well, she can't see it because she's on her phone talking to us. Oh. <laughs> well, it's... Letting me right there. Yeah, yeah you got book. it. There's the book. <laughs> I'm so glad you called. I don't think I've ever talked to you on the phone of all this time we've known you. No, I don't think we ever have either. Dude, I used to be really good buddies with her husband. Really? Hell yeah, dude. And I was like, oh my fucking God, when I realized she was married to him. Because we, 
been connecting for a while now on here. And then it just all came out, you know. It was like, holy shit, man. Wow, Kyle. Kyle's the shit. That's funny. Small world. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure is. Uh, the universe telling you you need to reconnect with Kyle. My phone, my computer's about to die. I gotta find the charger. All right, we had one job. Are we ready to do the book giveaway? Do it. I'm gonna put it back on the screen again so everybody can watch see the Tanya for the cover. win. That would be that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, because she's on the phone. Last yeah. second caller wins the book. No, you can't change the whole I hit the cue a little too soon, it's still going. <laughs> I need a longer <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> Where's the electric kazoo? Oh, Tina. Congratulations, Tina. Tina. Yay, Tina. Tina. But didn't we already said Tina was going to get a book and the t-shirt? So... Oh, yeah. Okay, so you so want to hit Tommy... the button again? Yeah. Hit yeah. It. Okay. JR. JR, congratulations. I need a longer I need a you longer one. Oh, Billy. All right, Billy. Billy. Billy Christian. Billy. You're making out like a bandit lately. Strong Island. He's Strong been winning a lot. Going, baby. Sorry, better luck next time, Tanya. What? 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 I think okay, I have. Gonna... Uh... Okay. Yes, you do. You win. I think. I think Tanya was trying to say bye to us. Yeah, did she? No, she's still on. Yeah, I was. I was gonna hang up. <laughs> <laughs> she Take care. She's, gonna, she's mad at us. No, I'm not mad at all. I was gonna just continue watching. Give Kyle a high five for me. <laughs> I'll do that. He right moves on. home in seven days. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's been five years. Crazy, huh? Wow. I'm so happy to hear it. I'm so happy to hear it. God bless you both mm. and your children. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad you called in. You guys are killing it. You're doing a great job. Thank you. You all have a good evening. You too, Tanya. Sorry, I was looking for a charger. I wasn't trying to One of our biggest fans right there, man. It's one of our best homies, Tanya. I'm one of her biggest fans. Amen. Amen. But hey, guys, I got to bounce. I got I got stuff I got to take care of before I go to bed, and I got to get up at four thirty. So, Ooh, man. everybody have a wonderful night. At the same time, right, I have Jason, to get up nice and. You, man. Yeah, you too, Steve. Steve, uh, Brett's got my email or my no, he's got my email, <laughs> but you need my address. <laughs> I, I do, but I'll I have connect uh, everybody. Brett's email and. I'm hoping that's how I'm going to get all these addresses by Saturday. Yeah, just CC me, just CC me in your email, and then I'll give you my address. Oh, I don't have your email. I'll, 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 nope. I'll get everybody connected. Okay. Also, Jr. We need to get Jason his own, his own email address for the show. Recovery Revolution. You want to borrow? You can have mine if you want. I don't really. Yeah, use Ag that. doesn't even use hers. I don't know what I'm, I'm paying. Not Ashley. Fifty dollars okay. a month. No, are you really? I think it's no. like four bucks, seven bucks. Four. <laughs> well, then we should give out the ad email address more often. If yeah. I get it, pops up on my phone if I get one. Hey, Jr., I'll pay for my own, buddy. 
You so just like are. You're always footing the bill, man. Now, if I get these other two to. <laughs> hey, I just want you to put me in for that OT. Oh, I'm just kidding. I pay for StreamYard, man. Oh. All right. Oh, man. That's three, isn't it? No. <laughs> and, he, and he buys people microphones and empowers them to find he their does. voice. Yeah, and then that they is become, true. That is true. And then they you become superstars. Superstars. <laughs> They become people with voices. Amen, sister. Well, I, mm. I don't know why I even said it like plural because I was talking about Ashley. And, yeah, I was talking about you, A.G., you fucking star. Superstar. Superstar. All right, guys. I'm really leaving now. Bye. I'm about to play the outro music, and we're going to wrap things up. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up.